0: Now, enter Armbar Audio. Hello, and welcome to another episode of Armbar Audio. I'm your host, Tim Farley. In my hands is my son, Obsidian, and not next to me is my trusted
1: companion, John Jones. What's up, everybody? What's going on today, Tim O? Oh, you know, not much just hanging out with the obesm- the obes master. obes master look at him
0: look at them petes look at them feats i know I know the people who watch this- show, this show or listen love cats they have to that's mine, I love them. but uh today we're doing another episode of freestyle, freestyle. John, and uh you know, we talked the other day. About what gets the most views and what doesn't. But we're going to jam this segment down your throats until you accept it. Because uh, we enjoy Roman it. Um, yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah. We're going to Vince McMahon and Roman Reigns this shit. We absolutely are. We still
1: got the vest on, you know what because, I mean? Because, like, it's wrestling news. And wrestling news gets a lot of traction.
0: Absolutely. And, you know, we like to talk about everything that we I like.
1: like. So we're going to kick it off today. So what are we kicking it off with? Let's talk about something we don't like, John. Let's talk about something we don't like. I don't like it when major companies release tons of, tons of talent a week before a holiday. So we're going to talk about the WWE. Uh, letting go of Ashanti Adonis, John Morrison, Shane Thorne, Drake Maverick, Top Dollar, Jackson Riker. Although, to be fair, finally, fuck Jackson Riker, um, Isaiah Sword Scott, and Tegan Knox. Now, Ashanti Adonis, Top Dollar, and Isaiah Sword Scott, I believe, were the faction. Um, what was it called? Hit Row. Hit Row. That was them, right? They, they The last
0: releases, they released the girl. Yeah. I forget yeah, her name as well.
1: But <sighs> so Hit Row, who had just been called up, uh, was told to hit the bricks. Uh, the reason for the releases, if you can believe it, was quote-unquote budget cuts because that's always the reason. Um, Now, John, we've seen um,
0: over the course of the pandemic, this company make record profits Mm -hmm. and continually every three to four months, maybe quarterly or maybe just randomly releasing talent. Uh, we know that NXT is something else now. We heard the rumors that, you know, anybody, we're not signing on anybody over the age of 30. We're not, uh, you know, there's like all this stuff being said and rumored and all that stuff. And, um, like, what do you, what do you think about, Every time this happens, what are your thoughts now? Because it's almost like, okay, so to the listener or viewer, Joe and I don't really follow WWE anymore. We haven't for a long time. That's why we don't talk about it much. But we do stay up to date with the news and what's
1: going on generally over there. For that reason, when you ask me what do I think about my first thought when – a big mass release like this is done. Uh, my first thought is, Oh, cool. Now all these people get to wrestle again. It's exactly how I
0: feel. Now I used to get mad, but now I feel like good,
1: For you know, most part, uh, people that they they're using in probably the be better off
0: somewhere else. Uh, right now, the wrestling world is thriving. Yeah. Uh, the forbidden door, so to speak is open. And it seems like other forbidden doors, other places are opening that we'll get to later in this show. Um, but I do want to say you know, the last time that I really got angry was whenever they released Aleister Black yeah. because they built him up his re-debut for months with vignettes. They had him come out, and kick Big E. And on that Friday, he was supposed to have a match with Big E and have his big re-debut, and they fired him on a Wednesday. And I thought to myself, this company doesn't care about storylines. They don't care about characters. Why should I be invested? There's no reason they're telling anyone to be invested because we are going to get rid of these people whenever we want. Now, do I think that this falls on Vince completely? No. Do I think that it falls on Triple H or Stephanie or whatever? No, falls on one uh, you know Vince McMahon. Well, maybe two guys. Vince McMahon has Triple H there, but Vince McMahon has always been a wrestling promoter. Yeah, his father was a wrestling promoter. Triple H is not a wrestling promoter. Triple H is a wrestler. So. Whatever experiments he allowed Triple H to do, we should have all seen coming to an end right. anyway.
1: Um, but it's just like, I
0: feel bad for the talent yeah. because, you know, you got it's probably the most pay that they can get, but at the same time, How much are they stifled and held back? And uh, like I said, you know, people are making good money other places, and and business is booming all over the place. Um, but to look at this list, this one in particular, two names really stand out, and one is Tegan Knox, and the other one is Isaiah Swerve Scott.
1: Isaiah Swerve Scott. Started the trend that a lot of, that other popular
0: uh, wrestlers elsewhere jumped on. I'm not going to name names or whatever, but if, you know, if you have a working brain, you'll probably figure it out. Um, And, you know, I believe he was signed before AEW was a thing. So it wasn't like we're gonna eat up all the indie talent so AEW can't get it. And then you have someone like Tegan Knox, who, yes, she was injury prone, but they did a whole big Captain Marvel thing about her, all that shit. And they moved her up to the main roster in a tag team with Shotzi Blackheart. And now she's gone. And now Isaiah's gone. And he they built the whole the whole hit row around him. And uh Nothing seems to make sense. And you got this guy that Vince picked out to help him run his business named Nick. Uh, And and he looks at these people are only numbers to him. And if he sees that, you know, this number isn't being used that much, but they're getting this much money. Well, that's not contributing. That's taking away from our profit. And you can't fault a businessman for doing business.
1: But at this, but, but I don't, I wouldn't run my company like that.
0: Uh, I know another guy who doesn't run his company like that. Oh, and boy, did
1: he have something to say. Um, yes. So funny enough. Before we get into what he said, and, uh,
0: Taya, Taya yeah. Valkyrie, wife of John Morrison, uh, went to Twitter and basically said the realest shit about all these oh, releases that I've the ever heard on any wrestler say.
1: Yeah. Uh, and she said, do we have the... Have uh, it. it says, stop supporting a company that has zero respect for their talent. You love pro wrestling. Spend your money on the hundreds of other alternatives. This is wrong. Ethically. As employers, they don't care about us, talent, or fans. That's one of the main reasons
0: I walked away from WWE. A lot of people have at this point. There's other reasons too,
1: but let's see what
0: Mr. Tony Khan had had to to say.
1: Tony Khan, man <laughs> uh so Tony appeared on Bust Open Radio as he does seemingly every day <laughs> and uh was asked about what a WWE contract really is. So he uh for To make a long story short, basically called them temporary arrangements. What he said in its entirety is uh, anyone, and I'm quoting, anyone who signs a contract in WWE these days is not signing a real contract. It's a temporary arrangement. People who come to wrestle with me, a lot of these people are frankly lifers, and they know that. There are some people who are here who work really hard, and there are some people who come in and work more than really hard. And I feel like it's their actual life, and they'll be with me for the rest of my life. I don't know if everybody who works for my competition can say that. Uh, I think there are people who work there, and they aren't sure that they'll be there next week. There's a lot more security with the contract here, here meaning in AEW. So, interesting stuff. Then he went on to
0: say, I can't say I'm going to extend every contract or bring every person back, but I also haven't been doing mass layoffs. I'm not the most profitable company of all time. I don't brag about being the most profitable company of all time. I do brag about bringing in a lot of revenue for a startup and being a real success story. What I will brag about is we haven't been doing mass layoffs and we haven't fired 15 people last week or 18 people the week before that. It's not something to be proud of when a company lets all those people go and you're, pulling, you're putting press releases out like that frequently. I don't think it's a good thing. I don't want to make light of that kind of thing ever. And this led into uh, them asking about MJF. Yeah. And he said, when you talk about a bidding war, each person is their own individual case, and there may be multiple people coming for his services. But we've seen most of the talent going in one direction, and I think that's for a variety of reasons. But I've been very selective in the people I've signed, and every time there has been a mass layoff, On the other side, it's terrible. And I can't say I would be able to take on every one of those people, Khan said. Now, that, now we've talked about this on Twitter and we may have talked about this on our show, John, but there's this whole idea by casual wrestling fans or and WWE marks or e drones that. All Elite Wrestling stands for All-X WWE. And with every layoff, it seems like he he doesn't take everybody. He takes like maybe Maybe. one. Uh, um, I think out of the hundred and probably twenty-something that they've laid off in a year, he's only taken probably 15. I
1: think it's, it's worth noting when... When you or anybody else says Tony Khan takes these people, he's not taking anyone. These are people who go to him and ask to work for him. Right. And I mean, all these mass releases, they are a direct byproduct of the talent hoarding that has been going on in WWE for years. Right. And
0: that goes to see, that's that's where I think we can't all blame McMahon no. because because McMahon's still in that thought process where he was when WCW was the thing. He's seen AEW and he said, We gotta do all this stuff to stifle them. And he did, but Nick Kahn said that's dumb for business, man. You're, you're leagues ahead of every other promotion. We're making money left, right, and center off of different things. So, who cares? Right. Uh, and we're going to see, you know, we saw we saw people end up in Impact like the Inspiration, which is great. We've seen the Good Brothers yeah. there. We've seen um
1: Buddy Matthews. We've seen
0: Jonah and Jonah. Buddy Matthews and Jonah and New Japan and Jonah in mm-hmm. Impact. We've seen a lot of people go in a lot of places. We've seen uh we've seen people in GCW. And
1: it's just like if you are a fan of a wrestler, of a wrestler's work,
0: you should never be like, oh, they went to AEW. Oh, they went there. I'm not going to watch now. That I, I've never th- understood that mentality, John.
1: Yeah, that... See, that is something that a loyalist does. It's not something that a fan does. You know what I mean? Like... Um, yeah. And it's... Frankly sad that people yeah. feel this way you have
0: you have Stockholm Syndrome from a fucking re- television yeah. show like get fucking over it man like I've seen tweets I've seen posts about I know it's bad and I don't like and I don't like it but they're what got me into wrestling so I keep watching and I, I don't
1: like what they're doing but I keep watching because of this and that Excuse me, yeah, you probably drunk text you your never... ex all. Yeah, and you probably drunk text your ex all the time too, then. But <laughs> right. It's just like it's so weird. It's
0: so it's weird. fucking weird. So But um speaking of MJF that. and the bidding war, um, you know, we'll find out what happens with him in twenty twenty four, and I'm sure Mr. Khan will have something to say when that time comes. Yeah. Uh but another big name <clears throat> uh, probably the biggest
1: name in AW yep. One uh, uh Kenneth Omega Omega. O- Omegason. I don't I couldn't think of another one. <laughs> but uh He yeah. uh He pretty much wrote himself
0: off of AW on yep. Dynamite, and we found out last week from uh the Wrestling Observer, that Omega is to get multiple surgeries and he will be out of the Triple Mania Reha show. Uh, I hope that's how you say that. I, I saw today uh,
1: he's actually vacating the Mega Championship.
0: Which is which makes smart. Uh, as much as I wanted to see him and Vikingo, because I love Vikingo, um, you know, the man has done so much in the past year. Yeah. And they talked about, in the article, they talked about some days he would show up in manageable pain. And some days he would show up in in immanageable pain. And the fact that he still delivered the level that he did over and over for multiple companies is just, I don't care who the fuck you are. I don't care if you hate his character. I don't care if you hate AEW. or Impact or triple A, you have to say this guy is something special. He has incredible work ethic, and he's his whole thing before AEW was even a thing. And even while it was, it was changed the world. He wanted to change the world, and every step that he takes in his career, he's doing that in the world of professional wrestling. There's and with him being gone, he can heal himself and come back better. Uh, you know, I think about this every time somebody has to take a major major time off. Triple H, right? When he came back after that quad I- injury, it was the biggest yeah. pop of his entire fucking yeah. career. It might have been the biggest pop of that era of Raw whatever. And so, and now it opens up space. It opens up space. You see, we already saw kind of the seeds of Omega and Cole having a clash uh, over the elite, you know, uh, and, you know, Adam Cole's here now, baby. Kenny's going away. Uh, So, you know, uh, I think, I think it overall it's good. Yeah. You know, it's sad yeah. that we're not going to see uh, a match, yeah. but oh well. If that means I get to see my my favorite, one of my favorite wrestlers of all time, wrestle more for uh, a decade or
1: so, then I'm happy about it. Yeah, um, but yeah, get well soon, Kenny. We're gonna miss you. But
0: I think it, he has like abdominal, abdominal and shoulder.
1: Shoulder. The shoulder is actually going to be surgeries. Uh, I think I saw something about maybe a hip as well. But yeah, it's in there. It's somewhere. There. But yeah, uh, get well soon, Kenny. We'll miss you, but we're we're even more happy that you're getting the help you need. Now, John, when we did, when we talked about, when we watched
0: AW Full Gear and we tweeted about it, I was like, we talked about in the predictions that Eddie Kingston had to beat Young. And if it wasn't, if Eddie didn't win, they had to continue
1: the story. But A.W. did not do that. Yeah, they decided to go another direction. Um, I'm kind of all for it, <laughs> but, you know. Uh, but, yeah, so Dynamite this past week, we saw uh, it, they kicked it off with Hangman Page's uh, the first uh, National Cowboy Shit Day. And yeah, uh, Dark Order in the ring. Hangman came out. Did a little promo work. And that brought out one Brian Danielson. Uh, Danielson is here to interrupt. And he says, congratulations. He's excited for the match. But he's a bit disappointed that it isn't Kenny Omega. That elicits some oohs from the crowd. Uh, but Paige, quick on the draw, no pun intended, says it's not Omega because he beat Omega at four gear, and he did it in less than 30 minutes. So <laughs> that elicits some oohs from the crowd as well, and they're going back and forth, back and forth. So and
0: Brian Danielson was calling him out on how much he wrestles, right. and he said, "I won the title at WrestleMania. I was wrestling the next night, and boy, uh, you know, Brian Danielson—he is the complete wrestler. I he think is Danielson, an
1: amazing face, yeah. and he's an amazing heel. I think Danielson might uh, might get a t-shirt out of that, to be fair." Because he was dropping that left and right. <laughs> to be fair, fact, he was dropping that left and right. But uh, so Danielson doing the heel work in AEW and doing it in a really funny, entertaining way. I think. Yeah, and we saw on Twitter some people
0: reading real deep into this segment. Uh, you know, before the match of was interesting. Before the match of full gear, Adam Page referenced Kota Ibushi. Yeah. Um, we've never seen a star uh, being aligned with Hangman, but it makes sense because you know stars are part of like the cowboy Western aesthetic. Culture. But there was a huge star, and people a were thinking, Jordan
1: "This is on the ring. This is yeah. yeah
0: and this this is talking about Kota Ibushi." And he was wearing a Virginia is for lovers shirt. Uh, and, you know, that's that's normal, but if you want to be subtle in storytelling, Thinkable. either people are reading too much into it or they're getting it right learning, on the money.
1: And I'm leaning more towards getting it right on the money, because think about before CM Punk came in, all the very specific shirts that Kenny Omega was wearing. The Cookie Monster shirt uh, for the CM a lot of cm stuff uh cm punk like but yeah there was a lot of hints with t-shirts at punk coming in so and Paige was talking about lovers a lot in the promo as well right but yeah, man, it's now. Wouldn't it be some shit? And I'm just gonna go off the
0: rails right here. What if Hangman holds the title until the pandemic kind of eases up? Ibushi comes back, wins the title. Kenny Omega's ready to fight, and he wants his AEW title
1: back, but Ibushi's holding yeah, it. That'd be, I'd, I'd be all for it. But yeah, yeah. so that covers Danielson and Hangman for now. Uh, we're going to talk about one young Maxwell Jacob Friedman. Uh, MJF cut possibly one of the best promos of his career so far, where he was in the back and he talked about being covered in Darby Allen's shame. He can only do this. He's only good at this. He's only good on the stick. Yeah. <laughs> it was really good. Stuff. I was like, damn, it. dude. But talk about being covered in Darby. Shame says he's destroyed every wrestler who thinks he can do nothing but talk. Uh, says that his knee is banged up, but he got every one of our little Mark chance, and then won anyway. And he has the best right hand in wrestling. I mean, he might have the best right hand in wrestling, but we all know who has the best left. And no. Cheers. Uh, <laughs> well, oh right, yeah, yeah, yeah. So yeah, that led to MJF being in the ring. Uh, I'm gonna. I'm trying to find. I didn't realize that that didn't happen right after the promo. That's funny. Oh, something else. Yeah, that, but I I want to talk about him in the ring. I don't want to talk about that yet. I want to go sequential. But later on in the show, MJF arrives flanked by Wardlow and Sean Spears, the latter of whom talks about how MJF can beat any hero with a headlock takeover. MJF says he's the man who will start a bidding war in 2024. We we touched on that a little bit. Uh, He could take your hometown horse and send him straight to the glue factory, he says. And he also says he deserves to be the next world champion. And there's no one in that locker room on his level. Q cult of personality and Q the collective uh heart attack of AEW fans the world over. So Punk shows up, gets in the ring, <laughs> and MJF says, hold on, guys. Let's not get testy. Let's not get out to a bad start. Maxwell and extends his hand, introducing himself. Punk looks at the hand, kind of chuckles to himself, turns, and walks away. What do you think about this, Timmy? We found
0: about the promo battles between Eddie and CM Punk. But CM Punk wants to help out younger guys, too. Yeah. And MJF is the hottest young guy that they have, aside from Darby and the other four pillars, whatever. Or fill- four pillows, if you're JR. Um, but the promo work that we're going to see from these two is going to be absolutely fucking insane. And I'm all for this. But it made me wonder, well, what's going to happen to Kingston? And it also made me wonder, like a lot of people, is this going to be Punk's first loss in AEW? Or is he going to go over MJF?
1: And I'll tell you this. I trust this yep. company. They haven't really let me down. True, but I would love—I would love it if MJF beat him. He, well, he—he he beat Darby, but I think he still needs a little something. And giving Punk his first loss would be that something. Yeah, and he's a dastardly fucking heel. He beat Darby dastardly. in an underhanded way. He didn't really exactly. beat Darby. You know? So, beating Punk so, might might just do it. I don't know if it'll be clean, but it, it, it it'll be a win on the You know, but that's MJF. Love him or hate him, he's who he is. But, yeah, uh, where does this leave Eddie Kingston? Well... It leaves Eddie Kingston on continuing his ass-kicking tour of 2021. Uh, He's... uh, He's fighting for respect. He's fighting for respect, yes. And he is continuing his trend of uh, getting matches by starting starting fights in the back. (laughs) But... Well, he was... He was, being, he was interviewed. being Yeah, this time it was him. He had the allotted time. But Kingston is in the back for a scheduled interview with one Tony Schiavone. Um Who should show up but 2.0, uh, followed by their son, Daniel Garcia? <laughs> Kingston isn't cool with 2.0 calling Garcia their son and says right to Garcia. You let these guys you're a grown man, you let them call 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 you their son. I don't respect you for that. Yes.
0: Bro. And 2.0 said that Daniel Garcia lasted longer in a match with in a wrestling match with yeah. Punk than Eddie did. And Eddie said, it's a fight. And do you want to fight?
1: Well, Garcia's so, not wanting to back down.
0: Uh, And (laughs) And, uh, from what I've seen of Daniel Garcia this year, uh, not just on (laughs) AEW, he's a fantastic technical wrestler. Having him in the ring with someone like Kingston will help him develop. And Kingston, I really hope they have a long-term idea of what they're going to do with yeah. him because he lost the punk, he didn't shake his hand. If he puts over Garcia, he falls further into I want respect, despair type yeah. shit.
1: Or is it Eddie's over anyway? Yeah. Who He's gives a shit?
0: Proof. Yeah. But I don't like that. I don't like that he's bulletproof. I want him to get comeuppance. I want him to win on a big stage against someone. The fact that he hasn't held the TNT title yet is a disservice to every fan of AEW.
1: I don't know that anything big is going to happen with him until Moxley comes back. You know what, John? Mm -hmm. That might be the long-term
0: story. The long-term story could be, you left me, and I became a loser, and I'm going to blame it all on you, you yep. fucker.
1: Go right back into Kingston versus Moxley, rather than have them be friends. Mm-hmm. There's a poster falling off the wall. Sorry. Yep, there it goes. It's going to fall off the wall in any second now, and you're all going to hear it. You got to get that thing framed. I got to get it framed, but, you know, it's just going to fall, and everybody's going to hear it, and I don't care. Um <laughs> well, shit.
0: fuck it. There it goes. But uh yeah, AEW continues to keep my interest and keep me satisfied. So you know um uh, we got to see the stone pit okay. bull. Uh and that was fucking awesome. Uh I really I'm really digging this whole chaos in America, and chaos and AEW type deal. I don't know when Okada has to go back to Japan, but god damn it, it would be something if he showed up. But I don't know what he'd do, John, because now my whole idea was MJF, right. and now MJF has Punk.
1: So, Which, to be clear, we're perfectly fine with. <laughs> right. maybe Maybe you wait for that but we are going to move on from aw we're going to go talk about another company that we love game changer wrestling uh gcw has announced that in um in part in what's the word i'm looking for in partnership no it's I, 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 i don't need any website information for this timothy um but yeah, uh on January 22nd, which I believe is the Hammerstein show, is it? So, yep. An hour, an hour before, before the show, the I Hammerstein think. show from GCW, we're going to see the first the inaugural special that will cover the newly minted by GCW and Orange Crush magazine, Indie Wrestling Hall of Fame. Uh, they have announced three inductees into the inaugural Hall of Fame class. Uh Sanjay Dutt will be inducting Ruckus, who is a who uh is a big name in CZW and across the deathmatch world, and uh b- a bunch of places, IWA, Mid South, um Big Japan Pro Wrestling but mostly CSW from what I from what I gather uh 3-time CSW heavyweight champ, 2-time junior heavyweight, 5-time tag champion CSW and 1-time Big Japan Pro Wrestling junior heavyweight champion. In addition, uh we have Chris Dickinson who is going to induct Homicide where if you've seen Homicide at any point or if you know of wrestling at all anytime in the last two decades, you know homicide. Um, yeah, and Chris
0: Dickinson's perfect for it because uh they're in the group Violence yeah. Unlimited.
1: Violence Unlimited. But Homicide, of course, Impact, Ring of Honor, tons of places. JCW. And Ruckus has made his way to some G C W scrambles in the past. But the big name that we're talking about here is uh, Jerry Wynn, who is uh, touted as the nicest man in pro wrestling. He's going to be inducted by Sean Waltman, which is really fucking cool. Uh, Jerry Lynn, you may have seen on the Sammy Guevara vlog or in the background of being the elite because he is a backstage guy. Uh, a coach for all elite wrestling and a talent scout as well. I believe he works as, but yeah, Jerry Lynn homicide, ruckus. I'm very excited to see who else uh, is named as an inductee into the first class. Also I'd say
0: about Jerry Lynn Well there's major comparisons of GCW and ECW yeah, and Jerry Lynn was an integral yeah. part of ECW. Uh, his feud with Rob Van Dam, you know, it was so legendary that TNA tried to do it multiple fucking times. Uh, but Jerry Lynn, you know, he went, he was everywhere, and he did his thing everywhere. And and he is uh, he deserves this.
1: He deserves this majorly. I think one of the most universally loved, beloved men in wrestling amongst fans and wrestlers. <laughs> so right. very cool. Excited for that. Excited for the Hammerstein show, obviously. We're gonna be watching and tweeting that. Definitely talking about that on Inside the Indies. Shit, yeah, maybe we'll do a post we show. Might. We might have to, depending on what fucking happens there. Uh some major, some major shit. shit. Bro I've tweeted it. So many people have tweeted it. Tim gave himself a Devil's Peak. Widow's Peak. Not Devil's Peak. Um Oh no, I have a natural yeah. Widow's Peak. But right this right is
0: right. like uh, something uh, else. Devil I Walk,
1: I think. Something like that. Yeah. Yeah. But, like yeah. That. Um I've tweeted it. AJ Gray himself has tweeted it. Many people have tweeted it. We need to finally see the one and only Walk It Flock of Flame performing Oh, Let's Do It live at the Hammerstein Show. He lives in New York. We'll make it happen. What are we on next? Oh, oh yeah. We're going to get into some MLW news. MLW. Tim, kick it off, buddy. Well, you don't have the screen, though. I absolutely do have the screen up. No, sir. What happened to the screen? It was there. It said the screen was
0: paused. There we go. All right. So we found out Which is that. This? So we have. This Boom. since MLW Al uh, fusion alpha has come back, we have seen the return on screen return. Of Dario Cueto from Lucha Underground, now under the guise of Cesar Duran. And they are really incorporating Lucha Underground stuff into their weekly show. Um, They even reference, they even go back to the end of it to try and build up the backstory of why Cesar Duran is there. He is the matchmaker in MLW now, and he also has Azteca Underground. Um, And recently, during the War Chamber match, he brought out his brother, Matanza. Uh, And if you were a Lucha Underground fan, this is where Jeff Cobb came onto the scene. But no one knew it was Jeff Cobb until Lucha Underground ended. Well, when he came out, he had the mask, he had the overalls, he took it off. And it was fucking Jeff Cobb, and that's awesome. I'm very happy about that. But we have found out that on December 3rd, 2021, MLW Azteca Underground collides with the Crash uh, Lucha Libre, and it's going to be something to behold. I really am happy about this because... The Crash puts on really good cards, but they don't film. Uh, They don't stream anywhere. They don't, like, you have to be in attendance. So with MLW being there, you're going to be able to see it. Um, And, you know, we got Mil Muertes, Aerostar on the card. uh, I'm seeing Psycho
1: Clown. The the Parks. Uh, Yeah, both clowns. you said um, Hammerstone already. I'm seeing Davy Richards, LA Park.
0: Uh, what's that dude's name? Kane something.
1: Kane.
0: He's uh he's an American top team. Uh, I'm seeing um, Drago, Vado Kid. Looks like Beastia Six Six Six. Hammerstone and it like
1: the,
0: uh, the person who may it, it's either Mystices or Carisco. Cal- Carisco yeah, or whatever it's his name
1: is. That's who became.
0: Yeah. Uh, or it could just be someone who took up that mantle. That, Lucha Libre it's, it's gets a little crazy. confusing. <laughs> but yeah, um, uh,
1: Hammerstone. Strago. That is Vikingo, Kingo. Hammerstone Vikingo right? Vikingo. Yeah. Who's this guy next uh, to Hammerstone that, He looks crazy. I think. Is that one of the beasts? I want to say those tag team champions
0: are the dudes from NWA. Okay,
1: uh,
0: uh, Mecca Wolf and um, the other guy, but I'm I'm not sure. Oh, There's I Ray Oris. Kid here.
1: Yeah. So Hell it's yeah, going to be. A this is going to be a big show, and I'm excited for it. Um, also, boots dodging in this one.
0: Tajiri, who won uh, the middleweight yeah. championship, has gone back to All Japan Pro Wrestling and um, with the belt. And yeah, so uh, All Japan Pro Wrestling hosted the official contract signing for the upcoming November 28th middleweight championship title belt. Yoshihiro Tajiri, the reigning and defending champion, along with the challenger, Atsuki Aogi, both signed the bout sheet, making the fight the title fight official. Now the stage up now the stage is set for All Japan Pro Wrestling to host an MLW title fight in all Japan and an all Japan ring for the first time in eighteen, 18 years. years. That's awesome. Eighteen years, and on the eighteenth birthday found out it wasn't his. <laughs> uh, but anyway, um. I would really like to see Aogi win this and develop a partnership between All Japan and MLW because All Japan, out of all of the promotions in Japan, All Japan uh, is kind of doing not that great financially or on people's radars, and they should be. Jake Lee has been great. Kento Miyahara is great. Zeus is great. Suwama has been fantastic his entire career. I mean, there's so many good talents there. Why not? And speaking of Japan, John. Speaking of Japan. Earlier this year, we found out yeah. that Wrestle Kingdom was not going to be just two nights this year on Three. the 4th and the Three
1: 5th. nights.
0: But there was going to be a third night. And we found out that on January
1: 8th, this is, hands down, the biggest wrestling news of the past week, possibly the past month. Might be the biggest story this year so far. Wrestler Kingdom, on January 8th, the entire show is going to be New Japan Pro Wrestling versus NOAH. Possibly, and I am fucking like, excited. We've been talking about forbidden doors. This is forbidden castle gate becoming open. <laughs> <laughs> yes. And
0: uh, like I said uh, before we get into the nitty gritty of this, um, NOAA is under Cyber Fight. And Cyber Fight also has Tokyo Joshi yeah. Pro and it has DDT. And New Japan is under Bushi Road that has Stardom. And we saw Aita of Dragon Gate go to Noah, do some stuff in Noah lately. He's part of their junior tag champions. And we saw recently on the most, uh, the big, uh, the last big Dragon Gate show, members of Congo led by Kino or Kenno uh, show up in Dragon Gate. So there is, it's not going to happen on January 8th, but there's a major possibility of. A lot of forbidden doors in Japan opening yeah. up. But this door right here it's is huge because Noah has a vast history. And Noah, in the past two or three years, has been really uh, on fire, Yeah, in my opinion.
1: Um, every um, show that we watch together is pretty goddamn good. I'm going to see if I can... Go away. I'm going to see if I can f- if they have the card on the schedule yet. No, 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 they don't. Okay. Well, then fuck this. Um, I think it said it's in this right. The card is set. The card is not set, but it's New going to, to be card all New set Japan- for a Worldwide no. pay per view, January eighth. I guess that means that the card is announced. But not figure it out, right? Well,
0: there. Uh, there hold there go,
1: on, There goes your. There's your English translation, fun for the day, <laughs> because card set tells me that the card is set. <laughs> so, an unprecedented press conference in Tokyo's Midtown Conference Hall today. So a major announcement for Wrestle Kingdom 16 in Yokohama Arena. January 8th, we will see Pro Wrestling NOAH compete against New Japan Pro Wrestling. Um, in a special event
0: supporting Japan's Red Cross Association yeah. and available worldwide on Pay-Per-View in English and Japanese on Abema. Uh, if you order it through Pay-Per-View, You have, like, a month to watch it, however you want. And I believe a week or two afterwards, it will be on New Japan World in English and Japanese.
1: Nice. So, got to get the pay-per-view specifically for January 8th if you want to watch this live. Is that what I'm hearing? Yeah. But you can watch the 4th and 5th live on New Japan World? Okay. Yep. All right. That makes sense, kind of. But I'm sure um, since this is supporting the...
0: Well, Abima Abima is where Noah runs their shows. Well, since this is
1: supporting Japan's Red Cross, I'm sure... Does that mean the pay-per-view buys for the show are going to that cause? Tickets
0: and pay-per-view buys, proceeds to it. Not all of it, I assume, but most of it.
1: Okay, well, that's... I'd I'd say that's worth getting the pay-per-view. Supporting a good cause like that. But, yeah. So, available worldwide in English. If it's going to be a B... Seven days later. If it's going to be... Well, and if it's going to be on a BEMA, you know what that means. Here's the English commentary, bud. They are dueling in the ring. (laughs) It's going to be an amazing event. For a good cause. Kazuchika, Okada, and Kato Kibia. I can't wait to hear him say say the New Japan names. But yeah, if you don't watch Noah, we're talking about the amazingly entertaining um, Welsh Welsh commentator, commentator who I picture as a very small, skinny man. He has to be. I (laughs) I can't think of any other look he could have. And the, uh, I'd say possibly built like a brick shit house Scottish man that also commentates. <laughs> Doesn't he sound like he, he sounds like a burly guy.
0: <laughs> yeah. So Kia Mia from Noah st- stated, Thank you for coming today. The world has been in a tough position for a long time, but the pro wrestling industry has led the way. I don't know whether this will be an exhibition or an all-out war, but I am grateful to both Noah and New Japan for the opportunity. Yet, personally, I believe this has to be a war. People think that New Japan Pro Wrestling is the be-all, end-all in Japanese professional wrestling. It is the industry leader, business-wise. But I think people's perceptions are messed up. In the ring, Noah is the best. New Japan is no doubt beneath us. A year and a half ago, I said that I wanted to face Kazuchika Okada. And people were furious. Now I want the Rainmaker. I can feel the air is changing in my favor. I think we will show New Japan and the entire world something never seen before. Afraid to say it, but if this is a war, Noah will flip the script with New Japan and make them regret it.
1: Yes, so Kiyomiya every which is going to happen. Uh, oh, we don't know, but maybe. Canada. But there was another. The next to speak was one. It might be this huh? guy. It might be it might this be. guy. But the next to speak was one Hiroshi Tanahashi. He says, I think there's no doubt the New Japan Pro Wrestling wrestlers will be fired up by this news. Over the last few years, NJPW has been competing against itself, and our quality has only elevated. Now we have the chance to show another company how far we have become, or how far we have come. And it's created a thrilling situation. Again, I don't know whether this is friendly or not, but I think that every match should be New Japan versus Noah. That speak that speaking is a wrestler. I think that will motivate everyone to get results, and with, and with all the wrestlers NJPW have on their roster, there will be a lot of competition between now and January eighth to represent the company on that card. I'm thrilled. Now we go into questions from the press. Uh, Tanahashi was asked, or was asked, Mr. Kiyomiya has declared he wants to wrestle Kazuchika Okada. Who would you like to take on? Tanahashi responds that in 2009, he wrestled Keiji Mudo in the Tokyo Dome. And it's been 12 years, a full astrological cycle. And Mudo is still going strong. Then there's Marafuji, who, who he's wrestled a lot. And in NJPW, they have a lot of belts and a lot of champions. But Tanahashi wants to face someone who really represents the most standard. All right, you want to read this one, Tim? Mr. O'Bari was
0: asked what kinds of matches we would see on the card, and he said the card is yet to be announced, but the wrestlers have their own individual backgrounds and their own histories with one another. So I think we'll find out in the coming weeks whether they want to face one another or even team up. They asked how many matches to expect and he said the card isn't set but if you think about the volume of talent we have between our two companies there will be roughly double the number of wrestlers and I imagine the card will reflect that. As for how those matches will be set up again nothing is determined but this is a rare opportunity for both of us and it would be a shame if we didn't take advantage of that. Um, Supposedly the tickets that went on sale the 21st like the pre-release tickets or whatever yeah. have already been s- sold out. That's awesome. Um, yes, portions of everything are going to the J- Japanese Red Cross uh, homepage uh, yeah, thing. Orange and on New Japan, yeah. on njpw1972.com, you can find ways to contribute other mo- money aside from this to Japan's Red Cross. Yeah. And it tells we'll, you we'll how to the order the pay per
1: yeah. But uh sorry. I'm gonna say this. <laughs> the picture
0: the picture that they put out yeah. has three people from each side facing off. Okay. Now of course you have both champions at the time. Yeah. Shingo against Nakajima. Yes. And I'd love to see that match because I love both of them. But if I'm picking a match for Nakajima, I wanna see a bushy. I want to see them kick the living shit out of each other. Yeah. I want to see Shingo versus Sagura. I want to see Sakuraba against ZSJ. I want to see Kiyomiya against Okada. I want to see tanahashi against, uh, let's see. You already see, know what
1: I want to see, bud. Maybe Kino or Kino against... Kino against Okada uh, is what I would want. Tetsu, Tetsuya Naito? No. There's one match that Naito should have. And it's against Ida. I was going to say Ida and Hiromu because they're juniors. Oh well, yeah, but you know, I'm wearing the hat. It's not going anywhere. <laughs> okay. No, I'm wearing the the Naito. Right. No, I said Naito and Kino would be a a, a very
0: yeah. good match. But but um I'm super excited about this. I'm excited for the event. I'm excited what could come after the event. Um I think right now I
1: think Keiji Mudo and Suzuki. That'd be interesting. Yeah. Uh Akiyama
0: from DDT or oh wait. Hold on, hold on, hold on, hold on, hold
1: on. He's got it. Masato Tanaka. Masato Tanaka. And has to face Suzuki or Ishii.
0: And Shibata can do UWF match
1: against Funaki. Which That'd would be, be crazy fucking That'd be incredible. crazy, That'd oh be wild. god, but yeah you you can tell how excited we are by this news um, if you haven't picked up on it yet, this is literally the Japanese version of a e w doing a crossover event with w w e like that's the level that this is like yeah. it's fucking crazy that it's
0: happening <laughs> I just love that pro wrestling outside of WWE is thriving that the forbidden door in America has has possibly made this influence this to happen yeah. um if you're not WWE you should all be working together and splitting profits and doing what you can to get your promotion as and other promotions and wrestlers as far into the public's eye yeah, as
1: possible. You really don't and, um, have to try to be competition for WWE to do this. You can. Well, that's how you become competition for WWE. But that doesn't have to be if the goal is what I'm getting at. Like, you can go your whole lives not right. acknowledging WWE. You don't. This isn't the fucking. Well, be the, you know, we've said WWE is a parody of wrestling. But what I'm saying and, is. And, and you're not. You're still not.
0: Hearing completely. No, I do understand. So give wrestling fans what
1: they yeah, want. I'm saying, yeah. Yes. Yep. Yeah, I understood. Just, just. So, yeah. uh. <laughs> Never mind. <laughs> With that, that will end this free style. Free We're right on the money.
0: At the end of this week, we will be. Doing the Give Thanks for Violence tournament from uh, Booker Man awesome Championship Wrestling Woods. With, with our boy Chip. Um, so, wherever you are in the world, whether it's morning, noon, night, you have a great one. Peace and love, love to all of you.
1: Bang! Bang.